Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. I pray that you're all doing great and living a Holy Spirit-filled discipleship of Jesus. Uh, Today, we are going to continue our series on the different sacraments of the Catholic Church, the seven sacraments. So we've covered a few of them. Today, we're going to specifically cover the sacrament of confirmation. And the sacrament of confirmation is the sacrament of initiation. So it's uh, a sacrament that is received one time. And so just a quick uh, overview, again, a refresher, a reminder of the different sacraments that we receive as Catholics. So there's three different types. There's initiation, healing, and service types of sacraments. The initiations are baptism, which we just covered, the Eucharist, which we previously covered, and then confirmation, which we are covering today. Then there's the sacraments of healing, which is penance or the reconciliation or confession, and the anointing of the sick, anointing of the sick, which we're actually going to be talking about in the next uh, next coming weekends. And then there's the sacraments of service, so priesthood and matrimony, so priesthood and marriage, where you are put on mission. And we've previously covered priesthood, and we are going to be talking about marriage in the upcoming weeks as well. So, and today we're going to be talking about the sacrament of confirmation, and as we just discussed, it is a sacrament of initiation that's received right after baptism, and it's typically done uh, usually, like my mom, who was just baptized, praise God, uh, this past Easter, she was baptized, confirmed, and received First Communion all in one. Other people, like myself, who uh, I was baptized when I was younger, and then I, um, uh, people that grow up in the faith, they'll typically get it like in junior high or uh, where they're more informed about their faith and they're, uh, um, they're ready to receive those graces of being a disciple of Jesus even further, right? So for me, I returned back to the church, and on Easter of 2017, I received confirmation and Eucharist, right? So I, was, I received those initiation uh, sacraments that I haven't received yet. So confirmation, uh, it, what's the purpose of it? It's to strengthen the baptismal graces that we received. So remember that we're baptized as prophet, priest, and king, and we are our sins, both uh, both personal sin and original sin, are wiped away. We are made a, a new creation. We have brand new DNA. We are given the Holy Spirit, and we become a child of God, right? And we become disciples of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So it's to strengthen those graces that we received, right? So it, sets, it seals the Holy Spirit on this on the Christian to witness to the faith and to evangelize, to be put on mission, right? So it's our own personal Pentecost to receive power from on high, to be strengthened in the Holy Spirit, to be sent out on mission, to leave with boldness from that upper room that we once hid ourselves in because of fear. And so just like all other sacraments, it goes all the way back to Jesus and the apostles. And it's typically done through anointing with chrism oil and the laying on of hands. And it's typically uh, by the laying on of hands of the bishop, but also the bishop, just like as uh, many of the other sacraments, they give permission for the priest to uh, perform this sacrament uh, as well, is to or, uh, to minister the sacrament as well, because obviously the bishop can't uh, give uh, this confirmation to a thousand people in a single night. It'd be kind of it'd be kind of difficult to do, right? So. Um, where is this found? So as we see, Jesus, uh, after he was baptized in the Jordan, the Holy Spirit descended upon him, right? And uh, one of my favorite uh, Protestant 
pastors, Bill Johnson, he says, the Holy Spirit dwells within me for me and the Holy Spirit dwells upon, comes upon me for you to be put on mission, right? So Jesus was put on mission and the Holy Spirit was upon him to preach good news and to set the captives free, right? And that's where that same mission that we're on. So that Holy Spirit that was upon him strengthened him. And Jesus says in John 6, 27, that God the Father has set his seal on Jesus. And that's essentially what's happening with us as Christians in the sacrament of, of confirmation that God the Father is setting his seal on us. He's strengthening us in the graces that he has poured out in baptism. He strengthens us in the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, and we also see the, as if, uh, just a really quick uh, tidbit too is it's typically we hear confirmation here in the Western Church, so the Latin Rite Church or the Roman Catholic Church, but in all the Eastern uh, traditions, all the Eastern rites, which are 21 or 22 other ones of the Catholic Church, it's typically called chrismation. So in the East, chrismation; in the West, confirmation. And by the way, we uh, I was talking earlier about the three types: initiation, healing, and service of sacraments. Just a reminder, all of them have a healing um, uh, characteristic about them, right? Because it's a it, every single grace uh, uh, of Jesus, when we're touched by those graces that God has bound himself to, uh, in the sacraments, he's always there giving us grace, communicating his love. We are always receiving some sort of healing in our soul, our mind, our bodies, right? So, uh, and if we recall, let's go to the Gospel of John really quick. And as just like we've discussed in all other uh episodes or series on different sacraments and the gospel of John, it's the gospel. The first half of it is the gospel of, of signs, right? So not just miracles happening, but signs they pointed beyond themselves. So miracles that Jesus was pointing, what was performing, they were signs pointing to a sacrament. So actually instituting the sacraments of, uh, that Jesus instituted that would communicate this interior reality, the grace of God through the sacraments. So, uh, if we flip to John 11, this is the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead in John chapter 11. And at the beginning of uh, John chapter 11, it talks about how the brother of Mary and Martha, Lazarus, has has died, right? So all the disciples come and tell Jesus that your friend Lazarus, uh, Lazarus has died. And uh, Jesus says this odd phrase, right? At the end, verse 15, he says, or 14 and 15, Lazarus has de- is dead, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. <laughs> so kind of an odd thing, right? He loves he loves Lazarus. Actually, we'll we'll read later on that Jesus wept because Lazarus has died, right? And so if you go to uh, John chapter eleven verse seventeen, it says this: Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. And John, he points out that this is four days specifically because at that time, Jews believed that the soul left the body in three days. So there's an emphasis on the fourth day because all Jews would have believed that his soul left and therefore he, there is no going, there is no coming back, right? So he is completely gone. His soul has left his body. And so then he comes to Martha and Martha, Mary and Martha and Martha are sad. And Martha says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? 
And so, and it goes on and it talks about how Jesus is moved. He's, he, he weeps and the Jews said, see how he loved him, which is so beautiful. We should always meditate on, because Jesus says the same thing to us, right? He longs to give us life. And so when you move back, and then when you move forward through John 11, verse 38 through 44, it talks about how Lazarus walks out of the tomb. And then Jesus at the end, uh, he says, unbind him and let him go. So Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, right? When there was like no point of return. And if you recall from our last few episodes on baptism, we remember that right before this was the sign of baptism, right? So Jesus goes and heals the man born blind. So this, that was the sign of baptism, bringing a man out of darkness into light. And we see this parallel. And Jesus says right there that I am the light of the world. An odd thing to say, right? And then he also said that odd thing about Lazarus. I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe. It's this strengthening. So there's this parallel with the sign of baptism of the man born blind being healed of blindness, being brought from darkness into light by Jesus. And then uh, in this sign of the sign of confirmation, it was a stronger emphasis on bringing life or bringing light. So Lazarus, he was dead and now is alive again, right? So it's this strengthening after baptism. And if you recall, this is exactly him being uh, brought out of the grave, out of the grave, and risen from the dead. This is a fulfillment of Ezekiel thirty-seven, where it says, "You shall know that the Lord, that I am the Lord your God, when I open up your graves and have you rise from them." And so, this actually made the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees really mad, right? So, right after this, Jesus says, "Unbind him and let him go." Well, what's that to go to go do, right? It's to go to testify to Jesus, just like as the sacrament of confirmation is to is. Uh, it's supposed to empower us, to give us even stronger graces and the power of the Holy Spirit to witness to Jesus. And you even see that in this sign of Lazarus, right? So when you move on to John chapter 12, starting in verse 9, this is Lazarus uh, witnessing to Jesus. And it's actually such a strong witness to them that the chief priests wanted to put him to death. So it says this, when the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not only on account of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to put Lazarus also to death, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. And this is exactly what the, sign, the sacrament of confirmation is for, to strengthen us, to, to give us even more boldness to witness to Jesus, even amongst persecution, to always witness to the faith. And then when we move on to the Acts of the Apostles, we're going to go through a few pieces of scripture that show a few different things, and we're just going to highlight them beforehand too, is that it's the laying on of hands to receive even more of the Holy Spirit, typically right after baptism, and it's a part of the Christian initiation and a normal part of the Christian sacramental life. Uh, And it's very distinct from the laying on of hands of the priestly ordination. This is for all Christians to receive, right? And we see these laying out of hands from the apostles, right? So the first bishops of the church laying hands on Christians who are not being ordained into the priesthood, but just normal Christians right after baptism in multiple pieces of scripture that they received even more of the Holy Spirit, right? So we see that in Acts 8, 14 through 17 and Acts 19 through 6. So each time of these instances, these people were already baptized, but receiving even more of the Holy Spirit. And then when you go to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 2, the inspired author describes the essentials of the Christian faith. It says this, 
Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrines of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, with instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So it's literally like the essentials of uh, of of the Christian teachings, right? It's the basics. So which it's it's expected since confirmation, like baptism, is a sacrament of initiation into the Christian life. And so just as we mentioned before, this is very distinct from the laying on of hands that all Christians received that we just read uh, to receive more of the Holy Spirit to be strengthened as Christian disciples. Uh, it's very distinct from that laying on the hands of the priestly ordination that we see in Scripture. And we see that Paul talking to Timothy in the second letter to Timothy that says, Rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but of a, a spirit of power and love and self-control. And Timothy was a successor of the apostles, right? He was a bishop of the church and he had authority and he was a priest, which is distinct from what we've been discussing about confirmation, right? And I'll give a link to the church fathers is right from the beginning talking about confirmation to the Christian people, right? So the people of God and Jesus receiving confirmation after baptism. And just a little bit of my own testimony. When I came into the church of Easter of 2017, I didn't necessarily like feel anything physically. And this is just a the uh, this is just a testimony of the power of the sacraments. Whether you feel it or not, God's graces are working so powerfully through them that every single time we come in contact with them, we know we are encountering Jesus because he instituted them, promised them, and gave them to us that he would bind himself to the sacraments, meaning that every single time we we go to the sacraments, he's there and we're receiving his graces, whether we feel it or not, right? And that's just so incredible. And for me, I didn't feel anything happen specifically that day, but obviously, I think a lot of people would say this, my life changed after that. I was a completely different person and it literally and kindled all of the baptismal graces that I received. I believe that my baptismal grace brought me back to Jesus and his church, and then confirmation strengthened me for mission and for evangelizing, and the, I received Jesus in the Eucharist every single day. That strengthens me, the, the bread of life, to receive life himself, to give life to other people, and to be light to the world. And that is truly, over that summer in 2017, I truly saw and, and did feel those graces from that sacrament of confirmation, the strengthening of boldness, uh, of um, sharing Jesus with the world and defending and witnessing to the faith. So I pray that this was fruitful for you. I can't wait to talk to you guys. Uh, All these upcoming Wednesdays about Mary and then these coming Saturdays about anointing of the sick, confession, and marriage. So I can't wait. Talk to you guys soon. God bless you.